Hey everybody, we're back. It is Fig and Lock Talk. I'm Mr. Fig. And I'm Mr. Lock. And we got some great topics to talk about tonight. We've got a couple new venues that we discovered. We're going to deep dive into um, the new movie Bloodfather starring Mel Gibson. And we're going to discuss, is it time to forgive Mel Gibson for his 2000 rants? Maybe. Uh, we're also going to talk about uh, the new MJ, uh, whether the uh, outrage is as found as, as it should be. And then we're going to talk about No Man's Sky and what a colossal disappointment this game has become. All that and more, Vig and Lock Talk. Let's get started. So, let's start with venues. That's what we usually start with. Yeah, true uh, that. I, re- I recently, uh, a couple of weeks ago, some co- I was doing a, uh, a performance evaluation for two of the folks that work for, work for me. And uh, I like to do these things informally. I like to go uh, to, you know, do it over lunch. And they took me to a place called Chow in Norfolk. So it's all the way down on uh, North Collie, uh, down closer to um, 27th Street, I think. And uh, I got to say, it's a pretty impressive menu. It's very, um, it's kind of like a hipster, kind of a hipster organic meets traditional barbecue. Like they do like a lot of different flank steaks. They do barbecue, pulled pork, pulled chicken. My absolute favorite dish. I've had three dishes. That, well, I've had two dishes since I've been there. One was repeat offender because I like it so much. <laughs> so for a starter, I did the. Um, they do a pork. They do a pork rind nachos. That is absolutely amazing. Fresh pork rinds, cheese, pulled pork on top with some lettuce, some tomatoes, some uh, some um, some peppers, and some sour cream. Delicious, dude. You're not selling me with this, dude. It's so good. Pork rinds. You don't like pork rinds? Pork rinds is pigskin. I know what I'm saying. I know. That's what makes it so good. Not really. Pork yeah. rinds is one of the cheapest. Like, it's it's below. If you like, you had to pit like Pringles, Ruffles, and everything else. Like, you look, you you start grading the chips magically. For whatever reason, pork rinds is at the bottom of that shit. You know what? Pork rinds right. are delicious. It, it you is, know what you're talking about. It yeah. is a poor man's chips for real, for real. Oh, and you look at it, and it's like it has that weird, it has like it all it's super crunchy, which is cool. But it's like I'm eating pig skin. You understand that pig skin? So what, the skins are some of the best part of any animal. Chicken <sighs> skins, delicious. No, not you don't eat the chicken actual skin skin of a chicken. You eat the chick. You eat the skin of the chicken breast itself. You're not eating the feathers of a chicken. No, we're eating the chicken no, skin. You, you're eating skin pig. There. Pig skin eat. is actual pig skin. What's wrong with pig skin? Rolled in mud. It's so shit. Delicious. That is no. I don't care. You can say whatever you want. It's delicious. I don't know. Man. Pork rind nachos are money, dude. I don't care what anyone says. So I had the pork, and then they have—they also have a pork belly and duck sandwich. Uh, duck pork sandwich. belly. Do you hear the things you're saying? Oh, it's so good, dude! It's so bad for me. I'm gonna die of a, I'm gonna have high cholesterol. <laughs> Do you hear the words you're saying? But so pork good. belly, yeah. something that holds the shit that the pigs are eating. <laughs> you don't like pork they, belly either? No. You've had, dude. Come on, you like pork belly? No. You don't like cracklings? No. What? What kind of black man are you? I'm a black man. He's bacon and ham. You know what I mean? Pork bacon belly is bacon. It's essentially bacon in no, a way, it is but it's bacon. not. No, it's no, cut, you had the yo, you have you have the actual right. It's thicker, <laughs> but you have to have a, a pork belly. And it's a little pork bit. Pork belly out of, it's is out of my, bacon. It's, it's just the range. bacon is is cut thinner. It's a little out of my range, man. You're really dancing out my range here, dude. I can't believe I'm hearing this from a black person. I'm like, just saying. Come on, man. Ham hocks. You know all that. Ham hocks. Isn't that you know? You know you've had ham hocks. I have never had a ham hock. No, not at all. Pig's never feet. had a ham. Pig feet. No. Chitlins. No, my dad used to love them. Oh, chitlins, my dad used to love them. True, but chitlins, it was the poor chitlins man's food. Is actual like that's shit actually? Yeah, it is actual. <laughs> correct, you're right. I have never had chitlins. It is actual the intestines bullshit of a pig that oh we God. were we were. I'm not going down this road really of the the social science of why black people eat chitlins. <laughs> you know what I mean? But damn, we're in the snow. No, pork, pork rind nachos are delicious, and I highly recommend them. Uh, and then the, the pork belly and duck sandwich, off the chain. A great beer selection. They got a real nice bar with a lot of fr- uh, fresh local brews on it and some uh, and a lot, a lot of good whiskeys and bourbons. It's a cool place, man. Huge menu, great ambiance. I highly recommend it. Uh, I wish Mr. Lock could have been there to help partake in my pork in my pork rind nachos. Cause I I'd have probably got an appetizer and called it. Uh, I probably had some pulled pork something. Some pulled pork you something. would have loved it. I would See, not have pork, pork belly. pork belly is the same as bacon. I, it, same it, it, the same as, as bacon, bacon, but it's a lot of fat. What do you think bacon is? Bacon's a lot of fat, too. Not just, all bacon's a lot of, is really fatty. Some yes, bacon's are fatty, no, but not. No, don't even. I can't. At any rate. And then 
Uh, the other venue I'll, I'll talk about very briefly is a place called the Green Cat down in the oceanfront. It's a juice bar. They do a lot of organic produce, like organic stuff. So some things I saw on the menu that I was kind of interested in trying, but I was all I really wanted was a post workout smoothie at this point, and which is what I had. I got a post a post workout smoothie, which was a combination of banana, blueberry, um, a kai, and um, actual peanut butter. And I gotta say, it was really good. Like it hits you up front with the berryness and the sweetness, and then on the back end is like the peanut butter. Really good after workout shape. Go ahead, banana in it too. I think I mentioned that. But they they do sometimes they do smoothie bowls. Like, smoothie bowls. Yeah, so they give you a, it's a bowl with like I guess a smoothie in it. Like I saw people wearing like the chocolate smoothie bowl, which looked like it was kind of like a pudding in kind of some respects. Like a rice pudding? No, just I don't know how to describe it. But it was, they have a lot of really cool experimental stuff in there. Uh, they have like a little outside garden area you can sit in, and they got an inside spot. They they sell all kinds of like hipster stuff, you know, like mm. bracelets and beads and I love like that. Hemp clothing. Yeah, but I love that. It's a nice, it's a nice, it's a nice little spot, and it's and the the food is is good. I don't know why you're hating so much right now. You can I'm not hating at all. Give me man. a look of complete skepticism. Because you're totally disowned tropical smoothie. Yeah, I, they I, might. I did. You, I you disowned tropical smoothie, <laughs> and I, I don't um, flick a donut. I didn't situation. disown them. I just, you did. I just, right now, I'm, I'm waiting for this whole hepatitis A thing to die down. Hey, man, just don't order anything with strawberries, and you're fine. I love strawberries. You get over strawberries. <laughs> did, did the shake that you had when you were there, did it have strawberries in it? No, but I have strawberries. Well, there you go. Well, there you go. Well, there you go. Well, there you go. You could eat. You could take a smoothie without a strawberry. Is that what it was? Place. Is the strawberries yes. that caused the hep- Why? strawberries. What was it about the strawberries that caused the hep A? Maybe the, maybe the way they were kept. I mean, it, it came, it's not from the place. The tropical smoothies themselves weren't. At fault is the suppliers. That's what I've heard too. I've heard so that, suppliers yeah. how their suppliers were holding strawberries. Like if you're anybody who really eats a lot of really in strawberries, they understand like Dristles or like it's oh, like yeah, the, it's I, like it's I'm like, a, like I love strawberry. I, I, I have smoothies every day. So. Dristles is like the main brand of strawberries yeah, yeah. to have. So I have no idea what kind of strawberries they use there, but um, it's definitely the way they were kept and getting to. Tropical smoothie, and then they were tainted already, and there it is. Right. And it was a certain batch. It was not like every strawberry they ever produced is going to be bad. I know that. I'm just saying, like, I was like, I just want to let, let the craze die down a little bit. It's kind of like Zika. You don't necessarily want to go to Brazil right now. But they did. Huh? But they did. Who's they? The Olympians. I didn't go. The, uh, there were people, there were people in the stands. Oh, still. I would have waited till that all dies down. They didn't. <laughs> the Olympians were sure enough there to partaking in. The Brazilian I'm lifestyle, just, breaking I'm, bathrooms, I'm stall doors, and all that. Just giving it a few weeks. Just giving it a few weeks. That's all. That's all I'm saying. I'm not giving up on tropical smoothie. I'm just giving it a few weeks. How many weeks do you plan on giving it up? Like two. Two. Okay. But Fair. this this place was a very was actually a, I would say a better substitute. Everything was organic and fresh, and that smoothie was off the chain. But it, it, is the price round about the same? Uh, I paid ten bucks for this smoothie. Whoa. Yeah. So, well, I mean, everything's organic, so of course it's expensive. Whoa. For a smoothie though. But it was delicious, though. Just a smoothie. But it's organic. It's, it's, it's fuck, man. See, it's that's, art. It's artist. This is wrong with America, <laughs> and that is why you have two brands of Americans, where you have the Americans like I don't care what I eat, and they have the four dollar. They go to Wendy's, have four, pick four, and they eat whatever, and they stay fat and whatever that. Then you have the rich people that like sit there and eat like organic food, and then the fat people are like, well, I want to eat, I want to eat good too, and lose weight, but I can't afford it. <laughs> I'm not rich. <laughs> I know, There's I know. Ten bucks, <laughs> ten dollars for a smoothie. If you ask, if I go out, it was artisan. It was delicious. <laughs> I swear to God, I swear to God. If, if, you know, if I go out and ask ten people, would you eat, would you pay ten dollars for a smoothie? And what kind of smoothie was it? It was a post workout. Okay, no, 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 no. What kind of smoothie flavor was it? It had blueberries, a kai berry, banana. A kai berry. What the fuck's a kai berry? I don't know. It's what the fuck's a kai berry flavor? It's something. Anyway. Next. Anyway, it had peanut butter in it. So it was blueberry peanut butter smoothie. <laughs> blueberry banana a kai and peanut butter. Blueberry banana. It was peanut delicious, butter, dude. I cookie. was I was sad to see it be done because it was so good. Ten dollars. It was worth it though. That's a lot. What what is what you tell you've told me being in the restaurant business? Like the price you pay is is a service, the freshness and and the taste, right? But you also gotta watch out for the scammers that suck, this is not a scam. suckle that suckle <laughs> on the freaking like fad of the idea that, oh, it's organic. No, this, this place, and you're like, Oh god damn it, I'm place, paying extra because it's organic. Thanks a lot. This place was legit. Hold on, wait a minute. So it's so so if I go to a restaurant and I pay, you know, 
50 bucks for a meal because I want good service, good ingredients. Like, I'm paying for the chef, too, on top of it. It right? depends. Why can't I, like, I mean, I should expect the same from this place, too, right? It depends, man. You have to, I think, I look at it as a case by case. And I think, I'm saying personally, myself, I probably wouldn't spend $10 on a smoothie. Um, I probably wouldn't have done that. But it, it's different when you look at other, and you look at restaurants. You're like, well, I'm going to go out and eat this place. And if I get a steak at Ruth Chris, my steak at Ruth Chris should be better than a steak at Outback. Agreed. This smoothie, and it de- should be this because smoothie was definitely better than I've ever anything I've ever had. They're, they're, using, they're using better cut steak at a, from a better supplier. You know, their steaks might not be frozen. I'm not saying Outback use frozen steaks. I'm sure they right, don't. Again, I agree. But what's the difference between what this this little spot is doing versus Tropical Smoothie? Because this smoothie was definitely better than anything I've ever had. Tropical Smoothie. The thing is, it was Obviously blueberry, doing, banana, peanut butter and it, smoothie. It was delicious. That was $10 for a smoothie. Tropical I mean, if you, Tropical Smoothie is not much cheaper. They're like 6 bucks a smoothie. $6 is $4 difference. It's four dollar swing. Yeah, but I for ten dollars, I probably got a but I could probably got a banana and a bag of chips. I didn't have to worry, but, uh, but I didn't have to worry about getting hepatitis A from this place. Just don't order anything <laughs> with a goddamn strawberry in it. You know, and, and you know the the tropical smoothie near my house is it's it's still not a, it's still it's not as busy it was during lunch periods, but people still go in there and eat. I, I'm the guy that when Chipotle had their issues going on with the cilantro they had going on, yeah, yeah. I, I was still going there because that business was happening in in like New York. It was not happening here. You know, so I I took the cost, and it was a pretty nice time because the lines were very small. I was like, my food, nice and quick. All I'm saying is, don't knock this place. Green Cat was legit. The, the smoothie was awesome. Was a guy at the counter wearing a scarf? No, it was a girl. It was a girl. There, were, there was there was one guy working in the back, but the rest were all. Women. Why would you consider that place a hipster place? Oh well, it's definitely very hipster trendy. How? Just like the whole beads thing. And what do you like, mean beads? Organic, like, like beads, like organic is like everywhere, sell, every like place. They, like they sell beads and stuff, and they have like. Uh, incense and they're big on tea. There's some incense there. I think so. The fuck? I don't know. I can't. It's hard. They have like a whole garden you can sit in outside. It's a very nice place, but you can definitely. It's very like it's 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 very left wing liberal hipster. Like just you go in there, you can sort of spark some bud and just relax. Not quite that left wing hipster, but you know it's different. Tell it's just, it's just it's a certain type of environment. All right. Okay. But it was still the smoothie is legit, man. Ten dollars though. But it was worth it though. If you have the money, ladies and gentlemen. Oh my god! Check it out. Yeah, the money. Give but <laughs> sorry, ten dollars is a lot of money for a smoothie. But if it's but if the quality is worth the money, then it should justify the price, right? Did you feel like super char for us today? What was it like a Red Bull enhanced Actually, I felt type thing? Really good after eating that. You felt really good because you worked out as a post. <laughs> it's that post mixture they throw in there. That post mixture of like cocaine, and they threw in there just to <laughs> give you a little bit of spark. I that's look. I'm telling you right now. I was sad. I was. I have never been sad finishing a tropical smoothie. That is how. That's what it feels like coming down from high. <laughs> <laughs> you feel sad when it's all gone. You're like, man, oh, it's gone. I've never felt sad coming off a tropical smoothie. Smoothie and this smoothie. I, I literally was like, oh, I'm done already. Come on, I don't. I want to go back and get another one. I want to get another one. But yes. I didn't want to spend dollars <laughs> exactly. You didn't want to spend ten dollars because that's, that's a smoothie. <laughs> exactly. No. Exactly. Come on. I mean, it's worth it. Don't get me wrong, but it's like it's not. It's like it's like the law of diminishing returns, right? Yes. Like, the first time you get it, it's like, man, that was really good. I mean, it was worth the ten bucks I paid. The second one. Now you're looking at twenty. Right now you're looking at. I paid twenty dollars on smoothies today. Yeah, this I have a problem. (laughs) I can never tell anybody I did this. Law diminishing returns, man. That's an an economics thing. I can never tell anybody I did this. I spent twenty dollars on smoothies a single day. (laughs) If I tell somebody I spent twenty dollars in two days on smoothies, all right, people could like what it brought it off. Twenty dollars on one single sitting. That's that is a two person meal at Applebee's (laughs) that you just had in smoothies. Anyway, I, I, I recommend it. if you're down at the ocean front, you're looking for some fresh juices and some fresh smoothies and like just organic like treats. So it's the place to go. Yeah. All right. No problem. It's at the beachfront. It's at the beachfront. What, what street uh, is that? It's uh, down. It's uh, right across uh, one street up from um, the Old Dominion Hotel. So right there down at the end. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, let's go down there. We'll, we'll check it out. Yes. And see what this ten dollar smoothie is all about. Dude, the ten, you joke on it all you want. It was delicious. It's a ten dollars smoothie. No, we're gonna, we're, gonna, we're gonna get smoothie bowls. Smoothie bowls. We're gonna get smoothie. We're bowls. going full hipster. That's right. I will bring my scarf. All right, all right. Moving on from venues. So we, well, I I, I should say because you haven't seen this movie yet, but 
So this weekend, a new movie came out called Bloodfather, and it's starring the Mel Gibson. The Bloodfather. Uh, it, I think it, come, it came out in select theaters, and then it's also available on iTunes and Amazon for like for rent for like five bucks. But the the story behind it, Mel Gibson is a uh, he's a father who's done some time in prison. He's on parole. He's a recovering alcoholic. He goes to AA meetings, and he's a tattoo. He's a tattoo artist. He Correct. does tattoos in um in his uh he has he lives in a trailer out in the middle of the desert in California. In this small community, um, and his daughter's been missing for nine years. So uh, she ran out on her she ran out on her mom uh, nine years ago while he was in jail. So uh, he gets a call from his daughter miraculously out of the blue because she's in trouble. She's in trouble, yeah, and she needs money and she needs a place to hide. So he because she's her being in. attacked by her boyfriend, I guess. Yeah, it's her her boyfriend is a part of, is like a part of the cartels, and he's been like. He has like these cover houses, like people like live in these houses, and he stashes stuff in them. And he discovered that one of the families was spoilers, by the way. One of the families was stealing the stuff that he was stashing there. So they went to go raid the house, and he had, he wanted the girl to kill the lady, the mother that was living there, and she ended up ki- uh, killing the boyfriend uh, instead on accident. So she's now on the run from his his thugs. Great movie. If that you, makes if, sense. If you like movies, if you like Sicario, this is a, a kind of movie. If you, like, if you like Sicario, Taken, if you've seen Get it, uh, Get the Gringo, which is another Mel Gibson movie that came out like two or three years ago, this is a really it's a good movie. It's a it's, it's a movie for you. Um, one of the things that struck me about the film, I don't want to spoil everything. Good movie, check it out. It's a it's a obviously it's a redemption film, but. It's a very personal redemption film for Mel Gibson. Uh, if you look at the arc of the main character played by Mel Gibson, uh, he started off as a motorcycle, uh, part of a biker gang that was a part of the Aryan Nation and like the neo-Nazis. Uh, he went to jail for covering up for the group's leader. Uh, and he, even now, his character, uh, having even after all his dealing with his alcoholism and, and going to jail... He still has some pretty fanatical ideas. Like he's still resentful of Mexicans who come across the border, and his daughter kind of has to tell him, like, "Dad, you're being ridiculous." Like, because there's a there's a scene in there where spoilers, where he's like, "Mexicans are stealing our jobs," and she's like, "Dad, what jobs are they stealing?" And he's like, "Well, farm work." And he's like, "What? When's the, what, what white man you know picks oranges?" And he's like, "Well, there's people out there." He's like, "No." She, she's like, "No, not even Eve or Adam or Eve picked oranges. I guarantee it." And like. At any rate, it's kind of a really telling scene, and I feel like this was his movie that he needed to kind of like say, I'm sorry for the shit that I did back in the early 2000s. So that got me wondering, is it time to forgive Mel Gibson? Like, let's not forget, he when he was at the height of his career, he is a fantastic director, a fantastic actor. Everything he puts out is pretty, like, really good. Like, is it time to let him back? I mean... He get you know we were talking about you know get the gringo was a good movie he did he was the villain in the in, in um Expendables three which he did actually really he good was, yeah probably the highlight of that yeah film. arguably he was the highlight of yeah. the film I he really impressed me when you see guys that don't typically play villains and he played a villain it was really good yeah so let's I'm just wondering like is it time to like forgive him because like, apparently he's also going to do. He's making a sequel to The Passion of the Christ uh, that he's coming out. And some people are actually – and like I guess Shane Black recently came out and said they think that he should be the director of the next Iron Man film, of Iron Man 4. Yeah. So I don't know, man. Like I mean I know he, he said some pretty horrible things back in the early 2000s. I think he also beat his wife as well, which was uh, – or at least we did not beat her, but definitely hit her at one point. Uh, that, was, um, that was found out. But – has I the way I see? It, I mean, I think enough enough time has passed, and he seems like he's kind of got his shit together. For well, I don't know him personally, but you know, based on the stuff, the his 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 movie choices, it seems like he's kind of got his shit together. What do you think, man? Is it time to let bring Mel Gibson back? Let him get back, make have him make a comeback now. Personally speaking, I've never had any problems with Mel Gibson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Passion of Christ is a very I never it's a movie that I never seen. What I've heard people tell me about it, it's a very intense movie. It is very intense, yeah. I think people like to pull out the anti-Semitism of the film because, like, it implies that you know, Jews killed Jesus Christ. <laughs> you know, but beyond that, if you look at his filmography, 
he's allowed to just do what he wants. He was Mad Max. Yeah. Which, technically, if they make another Mad Max movie, he has to be in it in some kind of capacity. As not Mad Max, but maybe some other character. Yeah. It'd make perfect sense, and people would love that. Martin Riggs. You know, something. Lethal Weapon. Anything, yeah. Lethal Weapon. He was in that. Burn the Wire. You know, he was in Machete Kills. Machete Kills sucks, yeah. but he was in it. You know, right, he, he was. was. The Patriot. Yeah. You know, there's so many other movies. Ransom was a good movie of his. Signs. We were just talking. Yeah. You, you mentioned that. He was in Signs. I don't think his role's okay. Maverick. Edge of Darkness was okay. I mm-hmm. think we saw that together in movie theater. Yeah. I think we saw it together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was okay. You know. Like, I'm really trying to think. I'm really Braveheart. Trying to, yeah, I'm trying to think. I'm really trying hard to think of a bad Mel Gibson movie. Like. You know, even Apocalypto, where he directed it. You yeah. know, it was good. It was different. It was it, it was definitely very cutting edge, right? I mean, to have like what I liked about his, his with passion and Apocalypto, like he really wanted you to be in the period. Like, remember, all these guys were speaking Aramaic, yeah. and like the you know, Apocalypto, yeah, they, were speaking, they were speaking their, their speaking, language. Uh, yeah, Nawalt, no, no the ancient uh, dialect of the Mayans or whatever. So, so personally, I don't have any problems with Mel Gibson because if I have problems with Mel Gibson, then I have to look back at myself and understand that well. What other actors have gone crazy as he has, and you're okay with? Well, I'm all right with Alec Baldwin. Alec Baldwin's gone crazy a couple of different times. Yeah. Kanye West, I love Kanye West. He's gone crazy on the daily. Yeah, yeah. You know? Uh, it, it's it's tough for me to be like, well, Mel Gibson's a bad person. I mean, he's I mean, he's he's a little nuts. I think, but so is Tom Cruise. Yeah, but yeah. people love Tom Cruise. Yeah. I was reading an article recently, because I, I, after I was watching the movie, I kind of Googled, you know, is Mel Gibson like really a racist or whatever? And someone wrote an interesting article, kind of talking about the same stuff, like is it time for Mel Gibson to make a comeback and what have you. But one of the things they talked about was at the time, at the time that he had his breakdown, he had a lot going on. Like he was in the middle of directing The Passion, and he was directing, getting ready to do Apocalypto. Um, he was have, going through a, a mean divorce with his wife, and then there was something else going on. And he just they said that he took, he just went back to the bottle and started drinking a long time. Now I'm not saying I'm saying that's an excuse, but. Alcoholism does make you do and say some really stupid shit. Yes, it can. And I think uh, this movie, I think it was him saying, "Look, I'm, 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 I'm off the bottle. I've gotten help. You know, I'm, I'm stable. You know, I mean, I'm someone that you know can, you, they can be good again." I mean, getting to the Gringo on Netflix is decent for a Netflix movie. Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's good. Mm-hmm. I mean, a little unbelievable, but good. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I believe that. Technically, we as as Americans and people movie watchers, <clears throat> we should forgive him that those have ilk bad ilk for him. Yeah. I don't. Um, he he is definitely worth a second chance in Hollywood and everything else. Cause like I said, he's up there in age now. He's in the sixties probably now. Yeah, he, I, you know, I, I, and I he, he plays a good villain. Yeah, he's got. I think I think he's still got some great movies ahead of him, dude. Because he's like such a he's such a talented guy. People, he look, he's him. in good shape. Yeah, yeah. He's in good shape. Still got the acting chops, dude. In Bloodfather, dude, he's he's been hitting the gym. His arms are freaking huge in that movie. Well, he was in prison, so he better. But yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, this definitely he has acting chops to make it happen. I think that maybe we just Hollywood and that, I mean, even if he just directs his own movies and keeps yeah. doing what he does, people well, watch it. People, people will watch it like well, you. Forget you that, watched like, it. Robert Downey Jr., who everyone loves right now. He went through a rough patch, man. Like he went to rehab, like what, four or five times. He went Robert Downey Jr. only has Iron Man going from right now. Right, but I mean, even still, people still love the guy. Like he, like, I don't compare Robert Downey Jr. to Mel Gibson. Well, no, but you get they the, don't. But you get the point. I'm saying this. I, I see the point you're trying to make, but yeah. it's just it's different. Mel Gibson is a guy who had like filmography, just yeah, but, great yeah, but films. Robert Downey had some good films in the '80s, though. Like he was, he was pretty big in the '80s. He's a Mel Gibson big in the '80s. Well, that's true. That's fair, but still. Um, I'm trying to think. There are other guys that got redemption too, uh, coming off of addictions and stuff. Well, actually, what's her name? Lindsay Lohan. She still can't get her shit together. I think her no. career is pretty much all but done. No, her career's done. Yeah, it, it's tough. Think about like actors that might have fell off the wagon and come back. It, it's just, I think a lot of times the a lot of redemption now is through TV series. I want <laughs> this may not be the same redemption, I guess, but um, was it um, Kevin James? Oh yeah, Kevin yeah, James yeah, is yeah. not going back to television. Yeah, I've seen that. And that's that right there. It's Kevin James. That's probably the best move you could possibly make. Yeah, he hasn't. Really Stay the hell game. away from films. Yeah, like you had a nice run for like a decade. You know, you had a great TV show. Mm-hmm. You know, King Queens, which I wasn't a fan of it, but it went on reruns. And there's nothing on. I'm watching it. It's yeah. entertaining. And then he did movies, and then you know, 
how um, Chuck met Larry was okay, you know. And then beyond that, I really can't think of movies where he's in it. And I'm like, this movie's really well, good. Is, I kind of feel like his he had the same problem that some other great comics. What have. bad bad agent? No, he got sucked into the the Adam Sandler thing. And I feel like if you get sucked into the Adam Sandler group. You, like there's no hope for you at that point because it's you're, just, you're, it's so, bad. you're sucked in. You're, you, you get lumped into being a part of that group. And there's it's hard to get Paul Blart. Paul Blart too. Which another is another. I think it's another um, Happy Madison production film. Terrible. He had the movie where he was up. He was a UFC fighter. His overweight ass was a UFC fighter. Mm-hmm. You're kidding me. You know it, it was a lot of bad films for him and him going back to television. That is re- that's redemption. That is you saying. Hey, dude, I'm going back to what I know. And, you know, and that's no, and that's no knock, especially nowadays. Like back in like the '90s, they would look at the knock like he's done television. They, he's really he's given up his Hollywood career. No, that's him doing what he does, and you can make a lot of money. Yeah, doing TV I think, shows. I think, uh, as far as Kevin, uh, Kevin, what's his name? Um, damn it, Kevin James. Thank you, thank you, Kevin James. I think if Kevin James had done more. Like films where he was like kind of like either a like kind of a supporting role, or if he was gonna do like films where he's like a dad or something like that, I think he would have done all right. I think one of my favorite movies of his, even though it's an Adam Sandler film, is Grown Ups. In Grown Ups, he's, he's, it's a really good movie, and he's and the role he plays suits him very well. All the other garbage is just really ridiculous. Uh, Paul, like we said, Paul Blart, Mall Cop. Uh, what else? The um, uh, the one he did with Pixels was Pixels and abortion. Yeah, I mean all like just stuff like that. You know, just not not good. Uh, but at any rate, I, want, I do want to. Uh, uh, I think Mel Gibson though. I think he's got a good a good career ahead of him. I think I think I think most people have probably forgotten by now all the shenanigans that took place in the early two thousand. So I don't know. I like to think that he he can make it back. He's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna have his chance. He's gonna have his second chance. Yeah, he could have it. He, he, I think he can. He just, again, he has to be given the chance. Well, I think too, like releasing this movie on iTunes and Amazon, it just, uh, I think it's a good way for people to go out and get access to it and not feel like, you know, they're outing themselves for supporting him by going to the movie theater or spending ten bucks on a movie ticket. You know, five bucks to rent the to rent the sh- the movie on iTunes is a pretty reasonable price. You know, I, I think for people who are still on the fence on whether or not they want to support Mel Gibson for who you know his transgressions, five bucks is an easier ticket to eat than ten or twelve dollars in the Correct. movie theater. Yeah, you're right. So, oh man, we've got about the Zookeeper. Yeah, that was terrible. He, he was good in Hitch. Kevin James was really good. That was a Will Smith movie. Right, but a, a supporting role that he did really well in, and that's why I, I think if he did more stuff like that. <clears throat> the Dilemma. Uh, I never saw that movie. The, the Dilemma's with um, Vince Vaughn, whatever, and like he finds out his, who his wife in, is... Wait, who was he in 51st Dates? Somebody. somebody I don't not recall important. him being in 51st Dates. Somebody not important, because that's how, that's how much you remembered him. Exactly. I guess, yeah. So, I mean, I, I think sometimes television is a good redemption for some actors that feel might have been abandoned in Hollywood. We were talking about actors that were abandoned in Hollywood. Yeah. Brendan Fraser, where has he been? Yeah. You know, and we look and you look at filmography and just some of the bad films. We we started talking about it because we were um, we went to dinner tonight, and on television on AMC they're playing the little mummies. They're just playing mummies. They're just playing them all. It looks like. Yeah. And Mummy Two was on. And Mummy Two was on. We were googling. We were like we were literally like digging on Brendan Fraser's wife in that movie. Forgot her name at the current moment, but. Rachel Weiss. Yeah, Rachel Weiss. Oh, she's so pretty. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Brendan Fraser, what kind of roles have he been in? You know, this guy had a nice movie career happening. He could have been a next action star, but he keeps picking these ridiculous I, roles. I think his best role really was Crash. I think that was the one good role that he did. I mean, his, but again, like I said, like, so his first movie was what, Encino Man? Which, yes. You know, when you're a kid in the 90s, that movie was hilarious. You can't deny it. When you're a kid in the, in the 90s, 10, 12 years old, that movie's great. Looking back you, on now, that movie's terrible. But I mean, hold up. It's nineties though. Yeah, it's yeah. like he had, who's but, in the army now. Yeah, um, Dead Post Society. Um, I mean, he was he had a lot of bit roles right, like but teenage then, but Brandon Fraser. I mean, I remember what, when when put Brandon. I don't know why this movie is sticking out, but I remember Airheads. No, not Airheads. The movie that stuck out the most for him was George of the Jungle because he got like it showed that he because he got in really good shape for that movie and it showed that he could be like a leading man. Like as an Airheads, I mean. 
he was leading. He was leading that, but still, it was an ensemble cast. That's good. It, no, I love Airheads. I got it on DVD. I think it's love a great it. movie. But I think George the Jungle showed him more of a sex symbol, more as like a real like a leading man. And then he did Dully Do Right. Yep. Yeah, I know. And then he did, but the Mummy movies, he does like the first, like the first two. First you know, one was really good. The first one's really good. The second one is okay. The we, third it is, fell off. Yeah. It fell off hard. Yeah, but I mean, then third one. He did like he just like bedazzled like. He did, he but in Bedazzle he becomes weak like weak faltering yeah you know, like uh, Brandon comedic and like maybe he's like he he was devoted to the idea of being a comedian and Brandon Fraser's arc was never being a comedian like would have would Bedazzle have been a good movie if Will Ferrell Ferrell was like in yeah, that probably. character yeah, you know yeah. what I mean it would have been still good if Vince Vaughn was that guy would it have still been good yeah you know what I mean these are comedians actually think, playing this role the problem with Brandon Fraser I think is he just tried to vary his career too much. Like, cause like it's like we were talking about earlier. Like he just did these up and down films. Like he should have like if you want like he should have for a while just been like I'm just gonna be an action star right now and just do action films, or I'm just gonna be a dramatic actor right now and just do dramatic films instead of doing like I'm gonna do Monkey Bone, now I'm gonna do Crash, and now I'm gonna do The Mummy, and then I'm gonna do some other ridiculous Blast film. in the Past. Blast in the Past. Like like pick a genre, stick with it for a while, and then like okay I'm gonna reinvent myself as an actor. I'm gonna try this now. And do that for a little while, and then like, actors do that; they reinvent themselves after a certain point. Like uh, Robert De Niro, right now, he's he, for the longest time he was typecast as like the gangsta, you know, hard hitman type, right? And he finally said, "I want to do something different." So he did the he did the Meet the Fockers, Meet the Fockers. He did uh, recently um, the Intern, Dirty Grandpa, you know, the, the Intern, whatever yeah, he's exactly. the, he's so the he's intern, just, old man Intern he's, guy. He's like, I want to do something different. Like, I mean, this is what I've done. My he earned career. that. He did. He did. That's earn different. It, right. He earned that though. If he wants to do that, he earned. He earned the right to like. <clears throat> I've been a serious actor, award winning actor, big time actor. If you want to do f- comedy now? You can have at it. This fall, Eddie Eddie Murphy has a movie coming out. He's like Mr. Church or something like that, uh-huh. where he's being. It's a serious role. Which wait a minute, Eddie Murphy serious role since when? Never. Yeah, and I think he's done some dramatic stuff. No. No, I can't remember anything. It looks very much like something like you would see something that Danny Glover would play. Mm-hmm. It's a Danny Glover role, and he's being like the tear character of these little white girls to this mother who's dying. And he's like, their family's growing to love him, and is that whatever. And it's like Eddie Murphy doing a little bit something different. And that might be a revival to his movie career because his movie career has been faltered for a long time. You know, and in like you're talking about pre ninety seven Eddie Murphy, I think after Metro. Mm. After Metro, I think we saw Metro at the movie theater. I think so too, yeah. And what's same way back in the day. That's how old we are. But we, we saw it back then. And then after that, it went south. Very south. With he had the contract with Disney, Daddy Daycare, Daddy Daycare Two, Haunted House. I mean Shrek. Yeah, he's been killing it in Shrek, though. He made so much money in those movies. I but think you've that's, got to that's, I, but at the same time, that's just him doing a voiceover with Mike Myers, which Mike Myers, his career is after the Love Guru. Yeah, so I guess this is the first dramatic film he's done. I'm looking at all these films. <laughs> and, like, they are. I mean, well, Harlem Nights is a comedy. Harlem Nights is a comedy. But it's a black. I mean, it's a not, comedy. Not, when I say black, I mean, nice I mean try. it's a dark comedy. It's a and, comedy. Uh, Life, comedy. Lie, liar, comedy. Tower, yeah. Boomerang, comedy. The Golden Child. Golden Child. Action comedy. Action comedy. Bowfinger Dream comedy. Girls. Dream Girls is a musical. Next. 48 Hours? 48 Hours is a comedy. Buddy comedy. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Come to America comedy. It's like, And this is the first role where in the trailer with Eddie Murphy, there was no laughing scene. It was just straight up him cooking breakfast for these little girls. Mm-hmm. Saying like... You know, like telling a good night story to the girls. You know, what I mean, like this is Eddie Murphy trying to show a little more edge to the maybe, like, hey, Eddie Murphy could probably get some roles. You know, because maybe um, was Cadillac Records on there? Because I think he was on Cadillac Records. Uh, I didn't see it. And Cadillac Records probably would be considered it's a musical too, mm-hmm. which you know, but he played a serious role in that movie as well. Mm-hmm. But you know, he's trying to revitalize his career, and I wish Eddie Murphy the best because his yeah. brother's bigger than him right now. And that's tough. Yeah, that's true. Well, I mean, I guess so. Coming around back around real quick to Mel Gibson, real quick, and then we'll move on to the next topic. So for a guy that's trying to reinvent himself and move on, what kind of movies do you want to see him make 
coming out from here on out. Mel Gibson can do any movie he wants. I think Mel Gibson, I am confident that Mel Gibson can do any movie he wants. But I think Mel Gibson needs to like maybe focus on being the bad guy in movies. Because I think sometimes being a bad guy in a movie, you, you, that's a nice to revitalize. For example, um, John Travolta. John Travolta's career kind of had that lull. And then we broke an arrow came out. No, he, he was well, a bad guy. He was fiction, a bad guy. Well, Pulp Fiction is what revitalized. Well, yeah, his that was that was the yeah that was officially revitalized. That really brought him back to life from the eight late early eighties. But then during the mid nineties, like in the early nineties, he became the hot shit. You know, you saw him as like in the movie Face Off. Yeah, I love Face Off. Boom, great movie. He's a bad guy in the movie. That's awesome. You know, Broken Arrow, bad guy. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about that one futuristic movie that was terrible. Oh, Battlefield Earth, terrible. That was his. He was obligated to that man because Scientology, bro. That's his thing, man. <laughs> I think he's left it though. He's left Scientology now. I think a lot of people leave Scientology now. Yeah. They're done giving money now. But at the same time, I think bad guy roles are the best. And like, like I said, it, when we saw him in Expendables, mm-hmm. well, he was true. really yeah. good. I mean, like, uh, remember for a while, Tom Cruise, but he went crazy for a while, right? And one of the first roles he he did after his after, collateral? No, not collateral. Uh, it was Tropic Thunder. When he played ah, uh, the yes. producer, the jerk producer. And that was great. And that was, like, right after all, like, everyone was, like, giving him shit because of, like, uh, what was going on with him and, like, Katie Holmes. and how It was so different than he's ever did. And you're like, this is great. I never see Tom Cruise curse as yeah. much in that short time. He, people liked him again. They're like, oh, he's, you know, he's not so bad. He's all right. And I think that Mel Gibson needs to keep kind of wide open and say, like, hey, dude, what role you want me to play? Maybe, you know, being a bad guy, being a villain in a movie would be pretty, pretty cool because he'd play a really good villain. Mm-hmm. He, has the, he has the acting chops. He has the look. He has the feel. So it, even if, like, being cast as a villain in movies, it's all right. Mm-hmm. It's, it's getting a role, but he needs to get on a big movie that's going to be funded by a big – because he hasn't been one of – he hasn't done that unless he does it himself. Yeah. And if he does it himself, no one's joining on films with him. Well, I'll tell you, when I, when I heard that Shane Black wanted to throw Iron Man for his way – Talk about a way to get back into it. You can't get much more much more mainstream than a, a comic book superhero film. But the question is that it, it's going to be highly scrutinized. I think that's oh, that's yeah. it's really that's that's too that's too much. Yeah, yeah. You're going to be under an extreme microscope with people like trust me, Mel Gibson. I am confident that you could do better than Iron Man three. But at the same time, they're going to look at it like, oh my god, I can't believe this movie, and everybody's going to have some kind of review on it. They're going to find some way to bash you because there's there's a lot of naysayers out there that still don't like well, you, that, like is, you is, said. Is is the Passion of the Christ two, which I'm sure will be much more controversial, a sa- like a safe movie to come back on the scene with, or would you rather when you just you start off with Iron Man four? <laughs> Damn, why can't you do something different, like something out there? Something can you can he be in Iron Man? Can you do Iron Man four not directed but be the bad guy? That'd be really interesting. Who wonder who he would be. I don't really know main the bad guy, main bad guys. From you know what I mean? That'd be something like let him be the bad guy. I'd love to see 4. the Mandarin come back. Well, I don't think he'd be the man. I don't think he'd be a good fit for the Mandarin. No, but at the same time, was Mandarin was kind of like he was Asian descent. But you know, what I mean, like think of a bad guy that Iron Man has and make him the bad guy huh. and make him the bad guy in that film. And I think Mill Gibson the bad guy would be great. Yeah, because you know what I mean, I think he would have did he'd do a better job than um, Jeff Bridges did in like, Iron Man One. Yeah. So let's. I want to move. So we. I think we belabored this. Let's move on real quick. So Marvel this week, obviously, let everybody know that the new act, the the uh, what the actress in Spider Man Homecoming. I gotta find her name, of course. Uh, I'm sure it won't be hard, difficult because it's all over the internet right now. <laughs> You're right about that. Uh, Zendaya. Her name is Zendaya. Uh, Zendaya. I don't know her first name. Welcome to Zendaya. <clears throat> uh, I am Zendaya. She is Zendaya. This is Zendaya's. It's only this. This article says Zendaya's, but she, they gotta have her first name in here somewhere. She's Zendaya's man. Why can't she be Zendaya? That's her last name. That might be her name. I'm to give her full name, bro. That might be her name. Dude, try to get her full name. Zendai, which means give thanks in the language of um, Sonoma, which is born in Oakland, California. So her name is just Zendaya. There's no full name like Madonna. It's really just Zendaya? It's just Zendaya. Oh. Whatever. At any rate. <laughs> That's what it is. From, so, I am, from IMDB. That's okay. exactly what so it Zend- comes from. It came out. Zendaya, cast in Spider-Man, is going to be the new Mary Jane Watson. So... 
going from one Hollywood actor who had several racist rants to a bunch of fans who now have put out a bunch of racist rants. <laughs> I mean, I feel like this is like, and I, I uh, keeping it real did a little segment on this, and they hit a good point. Uh, you know, Mary Jane Watson is not defined by her whiteness, right? It's not like the character was specifically written to be a, to, so much to be just white. Like it's not like Black Panther who he's he's a critical character. But he's part of the reason why he's significant is because he was a black comic book character in a time when there weren't many. Same thing with Luke Cage, the hero of Harlem. Like you can't not cast them as black people because that's who they. That's part of who they are. Whereas Mary Jane Watson. I feel like any girl could be Mary Jane Watson because she's just your every everyday high school teenager. Um, so to hear all the remarks about her about people being upset that she's not white and redhead is a little outrageous. I think. <clears throat> I'm trying to contain my feelings about this because the whitewash in Hollywood is so real. So the idea that everybody would be so mad about this pretty light skinned black girl. Playing Mary Jane Watson as if she can't dye her hair red because everyone's like she, she should be a redhead. Uh, how many black girls see redhead? I see a lot of redhead black girls. They dye their hair red. Okay, it happens. Yeah. It's just a hairstyle, guys. Chill out. You know, it's the idea that everybody's so strong against it. It just shows that in America that maybe we haven't gone forward like we thought, and racism is not gone. Well, I think you know, that's pretty and, evident and, by what you see on TV. Just about everything. It's, it's true, <laughs> but I mean, when so when people sit back like, "Oh, well, racism is there's no racism out there." Yes, there very much is still racism. You know, the idea a couple months ago we weren't we didn't do it on a podcast, but me and you talked about it before we even did a podcast about the idea of maybe a black James Bond and everybody spazzing out. You had some people saying it's a great idea, it's a great idea. Yeah, Idris Elba would be the perfect James Bond. He would be the perfect James Bond. No, James Bond got to be a white person. Are you serious? He has to be white. Like, look. Peter Parker is a white guy. Mm-hmm. Hear the name. Peter Parker. White guy. Spider-Man is white forever to me. It's right. true. So that makes sense. Iron Man, Tony Starks could arguably be a black guy. You could make a black Tony Starks. I wouldn't think twice. I'd be like, I'd be kind of impressed. But he's a white guy. I'm not fighting it. Thor is a white guy. There's no black Thor. Well, he's a Norse god. He's Norse god. Norse are traditionally white, white people. people. <laughs> Correct. You know what I mean? Captain America is a white guy. No issues there. Mm-hmm. But God damn it, man. It, it, Mary Jane Watson is a high school student, mm-hmm. and they're, this Spider-Man that they're using is a young Spider-Man guy. Mm-hmm. So this Spider-Man is probably in college, early college no, maybe. He's in high school. He's in high school? He's in high school. It picks up sophomore year, I think. So, damn, he's really young. Yeah, but, they, they, they want to make it like... <laughs> he's super young. Like, they're kind of doing it like Harry Potter, where like it's going to follow him. The second and third films will follow him in like his junior and senior. Is it, like, is it, is it following immediately after a Civil War or pre? Yes. No, right after Civil War. This is picking Jesus up Christ, he had a, they had a 15-year-old fighting on their side, Iron yes. Man? You are cutthroat. <laughs> <laughs> he is cutthroat. You're a 15-year-old. You possibly die today. Come along with me. Are you serious? <laughs> he could die. <laughs> you know what I mean? But <laughs> that's so funny to think about that. But the idea that Mary Jane Watson is played by a light skin, she's a pretty black girl, you know what I mean? And she's going to dye her hair red for the role because Mary Jane's known to be a redhead. And everybody has so many issues about it. And they're like, it just can't happen. This can't happen. And it's like, it's outrageous. It's not fair to her. Yeah. It's not fair to her. It's not fair to like what they're trying to do because Hollywood has moved forward, man. It's though like hollywood should move forward and some production companies do but unfortunately there's still a lot of whitewashing in hollywood with like movies that just came out past year lords of egypt a whole white cast based in egypt what's up with that you got the you got the new um matt day movie coming out where he's gonna be great wall and he's the only white guy in the whole entire staff yeah. you you had um with the last samurai with tom cruise yeah he's the only white guy and he's the, he's the best samurai in town come on you know, I mean, you had the other one with um, was it Ronin fifteen? Like Ronin something? Oh, the, last, uh, the last, no, with the last. It was, it was the, with um, it's with um, Keanu Reeves. Yes, again, yeah, only white character in a whole entire movie. I mean, come on, whitewash, stop. Well, I think what kids, what gets me about it is comic book fans. We don't care. Well, sci-fi fans in general, like they're supposed to be pretty. They're typically supposed to be pretty progressive, right? And to hear like comic book fans like go out of their way to bash somebody, well, it's the same thing with like right now they're uh, they're and Marvel is redoing 
is is redoing Iron Man. Tony Stark is yeah, no it's longer be, be Iron Man. It's going to be a yeah. black woman. And yes. there are fans. They're are really mad this, about it. This is not just comics, though. I can remember. I remember when Star Trek Voyager was coming out, and they were going to cast a black Vulcan. Uh, and there were Star Star Trek fans again. The one that, some of the most progressive, progressive people, people that are supposed to be out there. A cast uh, that cast uh, ensemble is a wide range of like yeah, races. Like the whole like Gene Roddenberry's vision was diversity in space. Yes, that and people who are fans of that vision were outraged that they were going to cast a black Vulcan because they said, "Well, Vulcans aren't black." How do you how how do you know Vulcans this? Is, Vulcans are a, a, a fictional thing. <laughs> like, like there could be any there could be any size, shape, or color that the creators want them to be. It's like me saying, you know what? There's no thing as black British people. I know for a fact there, there are, are black, black British people. people. There's black Russians. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's black Japanese people. I mean, there's there's black everything. There's so, there's there's. I didn't know there was such thing as Asian Russian people. Oh, there's Asian yes. Russian people. There, I, I have met Chinese Italians. It so, is real. It, it is all real. Man. So. This is, I mean, this this is not, it's not unfamiliar. This idea that people are so upset over that. And the thing is, I don't understand why. I mean, can you be so? Atta- how can you be so attached to a character that you can't see them for anything else other than what your like what, what your how you see that character, like uh, like Thor. When 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 Marvel in the comics they redid Thor into a woman. At first, I was kind of like, eh, I don't know if I can really get into this. But then I found out that they what they did was. Uh, they made it. She's a cancer patient who has found Molinier and has inherited the powers of Thor. And I'm like, that's actually that's really works. inventive. That's yeah. really neat. Miles Morales as the new Spider-Man. You know, a black Puerto Rican kid. Which I thought that in the in Civil War, I thought he'd be the black. I thought they're going to use a black one. Yeah, yeah. And then new white guy. And I was like, all right, whatever, that's fine. But I mean, it would have worked out in the comic strip that I seen that you showed me mm-hmm. with him as Black Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. He's awesome. Yeah, I mean, and then so I mean, I just. I was really shocked by the outrage on this. And same thing with, like, we were talking about Gal Gadot. Like, the fans of Wonder Woman were so upset when she was cast because apparently her breasts weren't big enough. Which, to me, she's gorgeous. First off, Gal Gadot is beautiful. We have, but we have on record refute the idea that back in the past we made bad choices when we heard that Ben Affleck was played Batman. We're like, this is a terrible idea. Mm-hmm. We are wrong. Yeah. And then we're like, Gal Gadot is Wonder Woman. We're like, are you serious? And then we're like, there we are again. We are wrong again. Yeah. So, you know... Mm-hmm. That's, that shows the idea that us as fans, we don't know what we're talking yeah. about. Well, Star Wars, people were said that Finn was a black, like there was a black stormtrooper. Like, and they on. freaked out. They wear costumes. They freaked they out. They could be anything yeah. underneath they that damn costume. They freaked out. <laughs> like, wasn't the original stormtroopers clones of, jo- of, of Boba Fett, who yeah. was of Latin descent? Yeah, exactly. Am I confused about this? Wait a minute. And like and now, now it's like, oh, it, you know what? Everybody freaked out. The initial freak out was the idea that... When they saw in the original trailer, boom, we see Finn take his helmet off. He's breathing hard. They're like, oh, my God. This guy, a black guy, is being the main character of Star Wars. The world's ending. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, all right. Sorry, guys. Disney's not going to do that. Disney's not that bold. <laughs> Disney's not ready to give lead roles to black people yet. You know what I mean? They still have, they still have things need to work out in Disney. But the idea that, you know, that, that we need to calm down as a society. And a matter of fact, no. As nerds. We yeah, need to calm yeah, down. Yeah. Only the nerds are worried about it. The average Joe Blow out don't there working don't, don't give, a give a damn about who who the hell is Mary Jane. They ain't all the damn spy movies, man. Movies coming out. Yeah, you know what I mean. Most nerds are so tied up. They're like, let's keep it to canon. Well, that's what's shocking. Again, it's like like the, the nerd community is supposed to be the most progressive of. The society, but we're the most fanatic. We are. It's so, and crazy. that's the problem. Yeah. We're we're too fanatical. Yeah. We're we're the community that will dress up in like costumes that will obviously give us heat exhaustion to go to Comic Con <laughs> in the middle of summer just to look cool for two hours so people take pictures with us. Yeah, you know, what I mean, we're the ones that will stand out for hours on end just to get a new video game that just came out. You know what I mean? We're the fanatics. There are the extreme fanatics out there. So at the same time, I don't understand how we're not open-mindedness that we live in a world of so much fantasy yeah. that we cannot think that she's not even like supporting actress in the movie, really. She just she's Mary Jane. We don't know who who's the major supporting actress of the movie or supporting actor of the movie. She's hey, we know she's Mary well, Jane Watson. I think it just goes to show you that no matter what group you consider yourself a part of, nerd, sports, whatever. There are always conservatives and liberal in every group. Like, again, I go back to Star Trek. 
which again, these fans have bought on to Gene Roddenberry's vision of diversity and progressiveness. But again, Star Trek Voyager, when they found out that a woman was going to be a captain of the ship, there were people that were naysayers of that. And yeah. it was like, same thing with... Um, what about the new Star Trek? Any naysayers on that situation? Well, right now, there are people that weren't too happy with the new ship design, but I think they're going to... They were. That was kind of a... When they displayed that teaser, even the, the creators acknowledged the fact that we just need to rush something out for Comic-Con. So this is the primary design, but we have some tweaks we need to do. You hear so. that? Ship design. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. When I saw it, I wasn't a fan of it. <laughs> when I saw it, I was like, Ugh. but I mean, the um, but I mean again, same thing with um, with Deep Space Nine. When people found out that the commander of the space station was gonna be a black man, there were people out there who were just kind of like that were uneasy about this. And it's it just going to show that no matter what tribe you consider yourself in, there are conservatives in it that are resilient to change. Correct. Like there are people out there that always want like I use Star Trek again as a, as a metaphor, like. To them, Star Trek is always just going to be Captain Kirk, Spock, Bones, and like no matter what comes after it, it doesn't matter. You know that makes uh, sense. But that makes sense. They're the originals. Yeah. So I mean, it's uh, they're the originals. You, you like, always pay homage to the originals. Like, like James Bond. For some people out there, James Bond is always going to be Sean Connery. And it, I would argue Daniel Craig's performance was better in, than anything we ever saw Sean Connery do. Like to me, like James Bond was Pierce Brosnan. Yeah. But, to me, it's Pierce Brosnan, like seeing Goldeneye and all that. Yeah. Like that's James Bond, how he was, and Daniel Craig was a nice refresher. Like let's reboot this up, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, that's nice. He's gritty like, and everything else. I didn't. I seen the old Sean Connery James Bonds, and I'm not really a fan of his. But I mean, maybe it's just the idea of the directing style yeah. too. I, mean, I think it's. I think it's okay to hold on to what your perception of the character is, but you don't need to go land, like bat, like racial bashing somebody on the internet over racial it. bashing a 19 year old girl yeah. who accepted a role. Like, I, I mean. I, I mean, I like initially when I first found out I, when, when I heard she was gonna be Mary Jane, I was kind of like, oh, that's different. But the same, but I wasn't gonna be like, I can't believe a black woman's gonna play Mary Jane because it's not that big of a deal. That's how that's high school today. High schools are integrated; they're diverse. People that that was the high school we grew up in. Yes. But because my entire life, Mary Jane was always a white girl with red, redhead and freckles. At first, I was kind of like, oh, that's different. But when you think about it, it's not that big of a deal. You know, there's nothing wrong with holding on to what your image of the character is, but you don't need to go bashing people on the internet over it. Like, let me give a newsflash to those that aren't keeping up with like comic book movies and maybe kind of purists and like with comic books themselves. And you should know this: comic books evolve. They do. They're Marvel's. Everything right evolves. Yeah. yeah, that's what you. No, you're talking. You're talking about DC. The whole new revolve oh, revival, yeah, rebirth, yeah, the yeah, rebirth, yeah, yeah. whatever. They're rebirthing it all, and it's yeah, all. You know, DC they, has a Batwoman. That is a is a army brat, former vet soldier herself, and lesbian. Like more like comics are evolving with social times. Like they were, they know understand the fact that this, that their readers are a diverse group. Marvel, a lot of Marvel's editors now are female because they know that they like they, they, there's a like there are women out there that, that love read comics, comics. Books yeah, and they want to create characters that they can relate to. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like there are two spider-mans right now there's the peter parker spider-man that's still doing stuff and then there's miles morales spider-man and they have they are telling two different stories but and they exist in the same space but you can whatever one you connect with you can buy i actually buy both i think both i find both stories actually are very good uh i think i'm interested to see what this whole iron woman thing happens with the 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 black girl in the suit because apparently Um, she builds the iron man suit in her college dorm room yeah she goes to mit or something like that she goes to mit and she built her own suit in there and that's where tony stark's Mm -hmm. finds her saying like wow you built your own suit and 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 the thing is people max her i think this is like this is like hollowed ground or something comics have been doing have been pushing the boundaries of of society for a long time. Uh, ever. I mean, there, I can think of, there's a great run, it's Green Lantern and the Green Arrow, and they take on drug use, yeah, like, head on. They do. You're talking Luke, about Captain America back in the day, battled Nazis. Yeah. Luke Cage was like the king, like the hero of Harlem because there were no black superheroes back then, and they took on racism, like, front like front and center. Front and center, yep. You're yeah, right. And again, this is what kills me about nerd culture right now because... Again, I, I'll, like I'll start with Star Trek. Star Trek had the first black interracial kiss on television, and we we forget that. Like, nerd culture is supposed to be progressive. It's supposed to be accepting of new of new ideas, and cha- new ideas, and, and new things. challenges. Yes. And here we are, like fighting it back against it. But the pioneers didn't intend it that way. I guarantee you. Uh, uh, what's his name? 
the Marvel creator, Stan Lee. Stan Lee was did not go into creating comic books so that he could say Peter Parker is a will is and will always be a white man. You know, I mean, or Spider Man. I shouldn't say Peter. Peter Parker will. Peter Parker will always be white, but Spider Man does not have to always be a white person, right? You know, like there's like you know, I mean, it, it's like I said, so it's it's definitely we need to wake up and accept social change. Yeah, and I I hope that maybe the people that are making comments aren't like the nerd purists, whatever. Maybe it's just some internet trolls because they exist. Um, they do it's them Twitter thugs, the, Twitter um, thugs, keyboard Lizzie bandits. Jones, man, she's been getting hit up hard on like Twitter and stuff. Well, he like, did a she, bad movie. Her, we supposed to do, but I mean, still, she's she she, she was. First of all, Goosebumps is not that bad. Second, and on top of that, she's not the worst part of that film. And third, she isn't. the bashing she's getting have nothing to do with the movie. Her bashing she getting is terrible. Like then they just recently hacked her hacked her her website and put up like. Uh, all they someone hacked her private intimate pictures and put them up for everybody to see. Why is she making taking intimate pictures? Man, people do that stuff, man. I understand, but like, here's a, here, I, I, there's a, I, I look what's happening. I'm not defending it. I'm not defending anything that happened to Leslie Jones. Leslie Jones, dude, what you're happening to you is absolutely terrible. It's egregious to uh, in America that's happening, and this should happen happen to you. But well, let's take a little bit ownership of the idea that maybe just maybe you should be taking pictures of yourself naked. Because I don't want no naked pictures of me floating around, so I don't take pictures of the naked, and I know you don't as well. Yeah. So, <laughs> you just don't do that. Right, but the point is, what happened, the fact that you should know, you shouldn't have to worry about someone hacking yeah, I mean, into your phone, computer. But welcome to and, technological and age. On, and put them on your, on your website. But then on top of that, but then putting like faces, like replacing your face it's with a face, face yeah. and stuff like that. That's totally yeah. uncomfortable. If you don't like somebody, fine. Just don't like them. You don't have to go on social media. How, how, how sad has your life got to be that you, this is There's what you some sad-ass people out there. There really are, man. There really right. are. Let's move on to now. now let's let, let us troll and trash something. <laughs> We're going to talk about No Man's Sky very briefly with the time we've got left. Um, so if you've been living under a rock lately, you know... Let me, let me set a scene on this. Let me set a yeah. scene on okay, this. Okay, you, you go, ahead, go ahead. Okay, No Man's Sky, for those that don't know, it's a video game that for the last six years was being produced. And they were talking about it and... It was a game that said, look, this game is like no other. It's made by other people from other major game companies like EA and everything else. They kind of branched off, and they want their own IP. They want to come to something original, which is great. And when they first showed the trailer, like, this is how it's going to look. And you're like, wow, space, space. They showed really nothing. It's like you're traveling through space. You see a planet, and they're like, bam, there's going to be trillions of planets. Cool. They're like, everything you're going to see is totally different. It doesn't. You're right, it's fine. And then as time rolls along, it got close to release time they started showing us more about like hey there's trillions of planets every place you go you could find stuff you'd be the first one to see it there's other people you might encounter other people there'd be space bandits out there and this and that and that and you're like this is all amazing stuff well the game came out you know and i've i would say i've logged about about 35 hours in that game you logged way more time in that game than i have i've logged maybe six I was bored to tears after six hours of game. The open, the very first night it came out, I played the game from midnight to eleven o'clock in the morning. Wow! You know, I just How I did just you played not it. Not fall asleep. Just played it because it's very. I would say the I mean, intrigue. There the, are some interesting things about the, the game. The intriguing part of the game is if you like adventure and you like finding new stuff. That game has it. Like you're yes, going to look at new planets, and it looks beautiful. The game has no skips. It's very smooth running. So you can tell they've really put a lot of time in this game to make it good. At least try to make it good. The problem is that the diversity of some of the things in the planets to do. The all the places, the the buildings look the same. Mm-hmm. They usually do the same thing. The puzzles. There's like four different type of puzzles in the game. So pretty much you'll be solved between four different type of puzzles, you know. And then the idea is either you go towards the Atlas, which I didn't get that far, or you head towards the main goals, head towards center Earth. And then beyond that, they said that you run other players. That is not true. No, it's a one-player game that purely they lied, saying that you run other players. It's not true. Because two players proved that in the very first night it came open, within seven hours of playing the game, I guess these two guys were streaming and they ran in, they were on the same planet, and they figured out, they found out they were at the same spot, and they took a picture of themselves, looking at the same spot from different directions, and you couldn't see each other. And then the, the guy who made the game trying to rebuck it, saying like, well, no, it's not supposed to be necessarily like that, but you can't say that if I'm playing the game and then Mr. Figs playing the game, I find a plant that Mr. Figs, by chance, I find it. 
that he's on. He discovered. I go there, and I go to the same spot he goes to, the same place he's at, and I can't see him. That's fucked up. Yeah, I don't know. I I just found so I I, I download you you were, you endorsed the game, so I, I picked it up. So I went ahead and got it, and I I don't know. My I'm an impatient gamer, if you will, and the fact that. I was falling asleep literally as I walked across the planet to get the resources I need to rebuild my ship was not a good sign that I was going to enjoy this game. Sadly, the game does not give you any type of direction. It's almost like playing, if you remember, if some of you guys ever played Oblivion. Oblivion is a fun game, but you have to get past the first part because the first part of the game tells you nothing to do. You're kind of just living, and you're kind of like, what am I doing? That's how that first, that's how that pretty much game is. You're living. It doesn't drive you. The story doesn't drive you to. Hey, man, you need to go here. You don't. You don't even see yourself. You never see yourself. So you don't even know what you are. Mm-hmm. Are you human? Are you? Am I an alien? You don't know. I thought it was some. They have some cool things where maybe if you find enough stuff, you can understand the aliens' language. Yep. So that's kind of cool. But there's no major perks beyond that. Yeah, I mean, you know, at first I got in the game. Once I got my ship put together, and I was able to explore and stuff. I was like, cool, like I'm finding these little temples and I'm meeting aliens. But then I was like, why do I keep having to face the same challenges at each of the stops? Correct. Why? I mean, I'm never going to be able to put this language together because unless I spend 10 hours searching this planet by, you know, by itself, then there was the thing that irritated me the most was how limited my, my, I guess where my chest is or wherever I store all my gear. Yeah. Like it's so limited. You have to manage it. Yeah. There's that aspect of it too. But you could, you could, you could level it up. Like I had mine. Right. I leveled mine up, and I got a few extra spaces. But it just still, man. Like, and then on top of that, I got to one spot where I was trying to get into this one building, and I and it said, and I had, it said I had to break down the door, shoot down the door, and I kept getting attacked by drones and what have you. And unfortunately, there's not a lot of room to do combat because you have one only one real weapon. Yep. And if you know, and, and, and it, it, there's not a lot of place for you to hide or to nope. you know to flank. And just you're kind of exposed. And yep. I was so I was just like this game is frustrating like and then and I feel like I'm not even accomplishing anything I feel like I've played for six hours and I haven't accomplished a goddamn thing so talk about buyer's remorse like I, I really, definitely the biggest swing and miss to me I feel in that game was is space stations so you see a space yes, station and the space yeah, station yeah, looks yeah. like a giant diamond floating mm-hmm. and you go there and you're like you go inside and you give you a little action scene where you go in there you fly in again the game is totally smooth there's no loading screen so again the game is beautiful beautifully well well, well made. But then you go inside a space station, you're the only space, you're only only ship landing. Yep. You're like, this is weird. And then some space stations don't have people inside of them. Well, like, there's no person. When you go like to the main, only one room to the right side, there's no one in there. So you could buy stuff that you need. But then when you come back out, you see other ships have landed, but you don't see nobody else. The NPCs stay inside their ship. You don't see nobody walking around. Mm-hmm. There's no interaction. Like it doesn't feel like the game feels big, but it feels small. Yeah, because it's just me. Where like. In comparison, would be like Grand Theft Auto Five. Grand Theft Auto Five was a big world, and it felt big because my character, I go places, and there's NPCs walking around. They're having real conversations walking around. There's cars driving by. There's there's lots of things for me to interact. And oh yeah, by the way, I have missions to do. But then if I shoot not do this mission, I could do other random stuff. And then the game, there's so many hours to do. And I know I'm comparing No Man's Sky to like. One of the best games of ever made, no, Grand Theft Auto Five, that's still coming out with new content three years later. <laughs> but you know, it, that is what I think about. Like you're talking about open end games that gives you so much liberty, like that game does. It just, I felt like the world was big, but it was small. Go to a new planet, cool. I'm scanning plants. Oh wow, look at these aliens, and the aliens are randomly jumbled together, or whatever. So you always see new aliens is cool. But then after that, it's kind of like every planet has the same four or five things. Nothing extremely major that says, wow, that's kind of cool. Or, man, this is a different challenge. Or, you know, or just NPCs never ask you, hey, help me with this or that. There's there's nothing like that. The NPCs never ask you, hey, go on this mission for me. Or if they gave me a fetch quest, mm-hmm. that'd be a welcoming thing. There's no fetch quest in that game. Yeah. Where games like that, you'd have a fetch quest. Hey, go here, grab this, and come back. Or, here, can you go there and kill this thing for me? Nothing like that. The NPCs, you have to interact with them, and it's typically some weird dialect question that you have to pick the right one out of three picks, and that's it. Mm-hmm. It's it just definitely the game misses Mark. And I want to say it's buyer's remorse, but 
I would say I've learned my lesson. Mm-hmm. That it, the game was really hyped up, and I was on the fence about buying it. And then I went ahead and bought it because they gave us a they gave me a lot of feedback within that twenty four hours before it came out. And I was like, you know what, this looks pretty cool. All right, cool, I'm gonna buy it. And then I was like, shit. I have yeah. I, other than the thirty hours I played, I have not played it in almost two weeks Dude, now. Other than the six hours I played on it, I have not touched it. So I basically spent ten dollars, or I spent I I invested ten dollars per hour of gameplay on this game because. It was a $60 buy, and I haven't touched it since then. And I feel like I'm in a sad state right now with video games because Final Fantasy 15 is coming out. Final Fantasy 15 is getting... Is being, I'm being told that things in the game are what they show now. It's like things might not how it should be now. I'm like, wait a minute. So I'm on the fence about buying that. Uh, with Destiny 3 is coming out. Destiny Year 3, The Rise of Iron. Ugh, I'm not sure I want to go down this road again. Yeah. You know, I've been down this road too many times with this. It's like... It's like trying to break up with a bad ex-girlfriend. Well, part of me she's dragging me back in. I don't know, man. Call me a, I don't know. Maybe I'm a simple game player, but I I really would like to some just some simple games to come out with like just linear story modes. Like it was so refreshing to play Uncharted Four because it was just a linear story mode that I can get into and really enjoy and enjoy and explore this world. Like I didn't have to do like. Yeah, I didn't have to assemble teams of, like teams of five to go do a certain mission in the corner of the galaxy somewhere and collect different weapons or whatever. It was just nice, a nice simple linear gameplay, you know, that you can enjoy. And yeah, I, I, I mean, if you're looking for linear gameplay, I think indie games are where to go. Yeah, a lot of the indie games are really good, and they have they're the linear straight path. Boom, mm-hmm. point A, point B. Like, yeah. I don't mind side missions and stuff. Like that's fine. Like I loved like you know you know Batman Arkham uh, Arkham City. I love that game. That game is so tough. Or, uh, or Arkham Knight, whatever it's, that one that just came out. Great game, dude. Like, yeah. linear storytelling, but it gives you the room to go do side missions and do other things, explore the city the way you want to. Um, so, I mean, I, I like that kind of stuff, but it's, it's sometimes, you know, necess- not, sometimes I believe cutting edge is not necessarily the the best. Cutting edge is good. I think cutting edge is good, but the, the people, they made a good game, but I think they made no story to it. Yeah. And a game is... You have to have a story. The graphics have to work. Then the gameplay has to work, and then well, the story has to be there. They were, and they were trying to get the player to make up his own story, and the fact there is, you play games because you want to be part of a story, yeah. Not necessarily make up your own story. Make my own story here, yeah. No, so I mean, yeah, they definitely they're swinging and miss there, and you know, hopefully they learn for the future. But I definitely learned from it. Yeah. Well, any rate, folks, this brings us to a full hour and almost ten minutes. Uh, great cast tonight. Uh, I really enjoyed the conversation tonight. We had a lot of bold topics to talk about: racism in Hollywood. Uh, you know, nerd you know, nerd fundamentalism. Yeah, you're right. Uh, you know, I mean, great show. Uh, that being said, folks, uh, you know, this week uh, we'll hope to get back at you. Hope it's sooner than later. What's, what's your schedule looking like this week? Friday might be good for me. Friday, I'm Friday. Uh, the wife will be in town Friday. I'll be out of town. Mm. So okay. uh, if, we'll, if, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. We'll hopefully get back to y'all. Either way, a great podcast, Mr. Locke. Hey, man, that's pretty much it. Thank you guys much. All right, everybody. Y'all have a good week. God bless.